This is Helping of Happiness episode 100. Woohoo! We are talking today about social distancing and making the best of it. Hi, you're listening to Helping of Happiness. I'm your host, Hilary Hess, a crazy mom of seven kids who loves to eat and loves to travel. Mom life can be exhausting, hectic, and scary at times, so let's take this journey together. We can love, we can learn, we can laugh, we can cry, and we can become better friends while we're at it. So I had some really big plans for episode 100, and the podcast was all recorded, super awesome, super fun. It announced a really big project that I've been working on with a couple other people, and it all involves getting together socially, and that's just not really going to work right now. It just felt really inappropriate to air. So instead of that kind of big celebration, (laughs) we're going to talk about social distancing, which is always a struggle for me because I'm a very social person, although I do really enjoy my time at home as well. So I just feel like my moods have been swinging back and forth between feeling confined and overwhelmed and then feeling blessed and excited to have extra time with my kids and then being annoyed with my kids, loving the extra time that we have that because we don't have our extracurriculars, but then feeling time poor because I'm trying to get stuff done and the kids need me all the time. You know, we're unsure about what's happening with the kids' schooling. We're having the joy of having church at home, but then we're really missing the camaraderie of being with the other people at our church and the insights they have. So just so many feelings and so much to process when this is just such uncharted territory. So I invited my friend Wendy to be on our podcast today because she is navigating this really well. And she's one of the most prepared people that I know. She really inspires me to really gradually be prepared in my everyday life. So I thought she would be perfect to talk to during this time. But really quick, before we get started, I just wanted to rapid fire a whole bunch of activities that maybe you could be doing at home with your family, just for some ideas if you need them. Because I know that I feel like I've kind of gone in brain fog mode where I just feel kind of paralyzed and the kids are whiny and I'm just trying to think of things for them to do. And these ideas have really helped me. And just talking with other moms and other friends and family members has really helped me a ton to just kind of wake me up and get me excited. And so if you don't have a chance to listen to this full podcast because you're being inundated with your family as well, I wanted to put this at the very beginning. And then at the very end of the podcast is another little rapid fire section of things that you could be cooking and eating from your pantry or freezer. And we have a post that I sent out in our newsletter that is now on our Pinterest board. So if you go to pinterest.com backslash helping of happiness and you go to our helping of happiness main board, you'll see right there all these different recipes that you could cook that are based mainly from your pantry or your freezer. So, okay, let's go with some activities that are fun, and then we can go ahead and go into our chat with Wendy. So, here are some ideas. You can cook something or bake something, like my uh, nephew is learning how to fry eggs. You can go find worms or frogs or any kind of outdoorsy fun thing. You can go for a nature hike and play in a creek if you have one nearby. Go for a bike ride. You can go on a nature scavenger hunt. Um, I got that idea from lilyandthistle.com. They also have really fun paper dolls. You can even get personalized ones made there. 
Um, and they also have ones that are you can just print off that are already made that are super cute. Uh, kind of like going back to the old school with that a little bit. She also has really fantastic watercolor tutorials and all kinds of, she's got courses to do that, which we have a um, little coupon co code for that too. If you want some percent off of that, I'll put that in the show notes. Um, okay, so we've talked a lot about outside time. What about if we're stuck inside because it's too cold or it's too wet? So you can do yoga, push-ups, jumping jacks, any kind of like little indoor exercise. You can paint, you can draw, you can do Play-Doh, you can um, get some math worksheets or write a story. Or My sister has these really great books. One of them is called Summer Brain Quest. Um, another one she really likes is Create Your Own Comic Book Kit. She also has one that's called Art Studio, and it has all these different things teaching you how to draw certain things. She has this other book called Tinker Active, and it has these different math things that you can do. Um, I mean, the, the list is just kind of endless, right? One thing that we do in the summertime and that I kind of forgot about, and my friend was reminding me that we do is station time, where you have different stations set up in your house, and every 20 minutes your kids switch stations, so they have a little bit of alone time but they are doing something interesting and it can hold their attention for 20 minutes at a time and you can just rotate them through. Say you have three kids and three stations, that gives you an hour right there, right? To do what you need to do or just to have a break or catch up on work. Cause I know that a lot of people are trying to work from home and that's one thing that has been kind of a struggle for us with my husband working from home and me trying to do some work, but manning the kids, it's been a little bit of a balancing act. So We've been going on a ton of walks over here. We've been doing some reading and we are just hoping that our school district lets us know what is really happening tonight so we can make further plans. So anyway, I'm so glad that you're with us. Happy 100 and let's go ahead and meet Wendy. Wendy, hello. Hello. I'm so glad you can talk with me for one. I am desperate for just some adult female conversation after being quarantined with all the children, even though it's just been a couple days. I just like to know that technology can be used for things other than gaming, watching <laughs> gaming, listening to gaming. <laughs> I know. I feel like there's just been way, I mean, even though I'm trying to keep my kids away from it, I still feel like we're on it way more than we need to be. So I'm really glad that we can talk about all the things that we're kind of doing. I thought when we're going to chat today that maybe you could tell, tell some things that you're doing and then I'll talk about some things that I'm doing. We'll just kind of throw a bunch of ideas out there. But first, I would love for you to tell us just a little bit about your family so our friends that are listening can just get to know you a little bit. Well, I am the mom of two kids. I've been married for 13 years. Uh, my youngest son, Eli, uh, has been a type 1 diabetic for five years. And so that changes the dynamic of any family. And it's not, I know when people hear that, they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's horrible, but it's not as horrible as you think. And it's more horrible when you hear it than when you live it. Um, for us, it's just a way of life at this point. So that's, we, we always refer to diabetes as our third child. Uh, and just like any other child, you do want to strangle it at times, but most <laughs> of the time it's well behaved. So it just, it just makes us, we're a little bit more fun and a little bit more weird than most families. Well, and I mean, talking about, we were talking about this at our social distance on your porch the other day. 
<laughs> my husband and I on one of our walks he's like I want to go check on Wendy and see how she's doing I haven't heard back from them and so we went and knocked on the door and ran way back like 10 steps because we've been in <laughs> New Orleans the day that things went crazy so we've been self-quarantining ourselves to make sure no one gets sick so far we're fine but so we were talking from afar but you were talking a little bit about how really the biggest hardship or fear for you really is just dealing with this diabetes if your supplies go low on that with this virus being around right yes that that <laughs> that gives me hot flashes to even think about <laughs> we have built over the last five years a arsenal of um supplies as far as we have all the syringes we have all of the paraphernalia um, we're probably one of the only places on earth you could still get alcohol wipes because i buy them by the pallet um so as far as all of those things go i have no concerns i'm stocked i'm i'm ready it's okay the only thing that i get nervous about is insulin um and i have a lot of insulin um because that's what you do and uh, it just it just makes me terrified. They're talking about producing vaccines and pulling pharmaceutical companies off of making some of their other products, which I don't even want to get involved in that discussion about how that's just going to mess everything up more. But insulin is is the only way my child lives. And so having that extra cushion is very, very comforting. But at the same time, it's just enough that it's in the back of my mind just going um having said that however we had an issue with eli's health recently and um, i ended up on the phone on an after hours call with his endocrinologist and she says do you have any extra insulin and i said well of course and she says okay we'll just give him some extra it'll be okay so the next day i called back and i said i had to think about this question do you have any extra insulin i said do you guys have patients that don't have extra and the response was, yeah, about a third of my endocrinologist wow. patients are on a cash basis. They have no insurance. And so they buy one bottle of insulin at a time. Paying cash is like $350. It's just now we have to keep power. We always have ice packs. We always have, um, we always have coolers that are ready to go because it has to maintain certain temperatures. But So let's talk about what you're doing what how we are surviving this and making it a thriving thing and not just desperation because i think we all just need some ideas and we're all just trying to figure out and navigate these new waters because this has <laughs> never happened before in our time ever and we really don't even know how long this is going to go i kind of am, have a feeling it's going to go longer than we think but um so i'm just trying to like get a big head start right here at the beginning. Let's just kind of get a new normal. We're gonna make things a little bit of fun. And so let's start with food because I think that that is where a lot of people are panicking right now is what are we gonna eat? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> so, because if we have good food, we're gonna make it. <laughs> and toilet paper, obviously. <laughs> Everyone has been trying to stock up on toilet paper. So go for it. Let me hear five foods that you're eating right now, Wendy. Uh, I eat a lot of Pepsi. <laughs> um, uh, you know, it varies from day to day. I, I didn't realize that my kids were picky eaters until uh, we took Whataburger, Chick-fil-A, and uh, Taco Bell off the menu. And all of Seriously. a sudden, oh, yeah, I'm a good mom, you know? 
sometimes the house is clean and the drive-thru is the dinner. So <laughs> yeah, no, it's, you know what? And I think that that's how we've all been living, you know, and I don't think that there's anything necessarily wrong with that, but now it's like, okay, if that's not an option, especially if these establishments are going to start closing because the workers can't go to work, what are we, <sighs> what are we going to do? You know, there's, we've got to, there's got to be some other great things that we can eat. And I know you've been making some tasty things on your Traeger, which I think a lot of people don't think about doing the Traeger when you're on quarantine. Oh, so yeah. Um, a couple of years ago, my husband, um, unwillingly bought me a Traeger grill and it smokes, it cooks, it grills. You can bake on it, which I haven't quite got the courage for that yet, <laughs> but, um, I put some, what did I put on there? Oh, I just put a, a beef roast, you know, one of those mm -hmm. not so wonderful cuts of meat, but I put it on there and I had it going for, I smoked it for four hours and then I took the temperature up and did that for another eight hours. And this meat could have challenged Rudy's for their brisket. It was so good. And we ate on it for a couple of days. So it's a little bit longer of a process, especially for your beef and your pork. But once you've got that cooked, you can have barbecued beef, you know, you can put sauces on it. You can put it into other recipes. We had tacos with it. So I'm always looking for that, that protein that I can then translate into 19 other foods the way yeah. my mom used to, Yeah, you know, um, so I think we're taking a step backward um, in our foods right now, just in general, because we aren't having access to all of the processed pre-prepared. So we're having to relearn some of those skills that our grandmothers knew. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's been really fun. But I think the thing that we eat the most is probably quesadillas. Oh, we um, had those for lunch. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm introducing my children to cheese. I have a cheese problem. <laughs> And so we had, uh, we had crema instead of sour cream. Oh, and, yes. Crema is uh, a great idea. Well, and if you mix it with sour cream when you're first trying to introduce it, then they don't notice it. <laughs> and then you can just kind of, yeah, I'm just sneaky. The other thing that we do with our quesadillas is um, I'll add the um, queso fresco. Yes. Um, sometimes I've added a little bit of feta. Mm -hmm. sometimes a little bit of Parmesan just to kind of keep it a little bit more exciting. Um, and then my kids Which love pumpkin bars. <laughs> I have noticed at the stores that those are not the things that are being totally depleted from the aisles, like the mm -hmm. pasta. And the, so these are, these are great ideas for things that if you can get to the store are available generally. Well, and now with a lot of the pickup services, mm -hmm. even if you can't get to the store, if you can pull up to Target, they'll bring you your food order, which if you just lice all everything before you take it in. Yeah, house, seriously. <laughs> yeah, get out those Clorox wipes if there's any left, because Wendy's got all of them. Just <laughs> All of them. Oh, I just have a few. <laughs> I might have all the toilet paper that's left in Dallas, but I don't know. <laughs> no, we stock up on things that are weird. Um, but I think that you have, I think the neat thing that I've learned from you is that this isn't something that you just did right before this crisis. This is oh, something no. that you always have done and do. And I think you've really taught me a lot through example of doing those things so that when there is a crisis, you're not in panic mode. You have these things available. So Well, and for me, it's not, I, I still panic. Oh my gosh. Anytime I watch the news, I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> go breathe in your paper bag for a while. 
Um, the only other thing we eat is sweets. We love, we all have massive sweet tooth. But don't you think this is, the sweets are helping us get through this confined state, right? We have something we can look forward to, something tasty to eat at the end of the day or the well, middle of the day or for breakfast or yeah. whenever we kind of think we need it. Yeah. I'm an emotional eater. And so when I get stressed, I'm like, give me sugar. And then yeah. No, I think that that's a great idea. So we've been eating, I have, um, I put a menu on the board because I, everybody's been asking me so much and it's helping me plan what I'm going to look to make and just figure out what I have with what the food I have. So we're had this week, we're doing kind of what you did with the beef roast, you know, how you cooked mm -hmm. it and you're distributing it to other things. We did like a chicken gravy. So first I started putting it in the chicken pot pie and then I did it on Hawaiian haystacks. And then tonight oh. we're going to put it in our, um, our chicken noodle soup. So that's kind of our little chicken rotation. <laughs> and then we're going to start the beef rotation where we're going to do like a salsa beef. So we can put that in enchiladas or taquitos or just taco salad. And then we'll go on to some other rotation after that so that we can kind of use up those bigger pieces of meat or at least cooking in bulk. Like, I mean, chicken's not a big piece of meat, but that way I could do a bunch of chicken breasts all at the same time in the pressure cooker, save myself so much time on doing it on the daily, you mm -hmm. know, and have it for several days so that, you know, kitchen prep was just so much less of a time commitment when I'm having to entertain my kids so much more than I really have ever planned on. So See, and I look at it not so much as entertaining as beating them to the point of submission where they won't beat each other. Um. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay, so let's go to what are you, what are they watching? Because I know we are all watching things, but it would be nice to watch like good quality stuff. And you were telling me some really fun ideas. So I'd love to hear the either movies or YouTubes, whatever it is that you're consuming on a screen that you feel like is just really worth spending the time? Well, so my kids love YouTube because they're kids and I unequivocally hate YouTube because I'm a mom. Because if I have to watch one more fail or challenge or, hey, let me watch this guy play Minecraft for two and a half hours. And I'm like, really? Um, so I really, really struggle with YouTube in general. But one day my kids came to me and they're like, mom, this guy makes elephant toothpaste. And I'm like, what is that? Well, there's a, a guy on YouTube. His name is Mark Rover. He has a fantastic channel. He was a NASA scientist, like for real. He helped build the rover that's on Mars right now and uh, has retired from NASA at some ridiculously young age and now does different videos um, with engineering. One of the things that they did was they wanted to build a rocket-powered golf club. Um, he built the world's largest super soaker. He just different things like that. And the one that we had the most fun with recently was he and some friends in Australia that he met through the YouTube process built the world's largest trampoline because they wanted to see if they could bounce a car. But there's oh all, gosh. yeah, no, it's awesome. <laughs> okay. So isn't this the guy that I also was watching that did the whole swimming pool full of jello and they were yep. jumping into it. Oh my gosh. So funny. We love that guy. He's, he's clean. You can count on him there. He's also going to bring in the technical and scientific aspects of things. He always talks about hypothesis and tests. So I'm like, okay, I don't have to panic about you. You're okay. So we love Mark Rover. Um, outside of YouTube, I, well, 
the other things that I watch on YouTube are like Dr. Pimple Popper, which I know people are like, eh, oh you know. no, not the oh, Dr. Pimple Popper. <laughs> <laughs> and then I will watch um, a, a counterpart of, well, it's a guy called the Toe Bro and he does feet. And so I watch him and it's just these, my husband's like, I cannot believe you can watch that. I'm like, not only can I watch that, I can watch that and eat. <laughs> <laughs> now that is a talent. Oh. <laughs> So we're new converts to Disney Plus, which... Ah, yes, we like Disney Plus, for sure. I think a lot of people are Disney Plusing in this whole thing that's happening. Well, and and what I didn't realize was I thought, oh, it's Disney Plus. Well, you still have to use some good judgment when Mm -hmm. that comes along, because although it's on Disney Plus, or it says Nat Geo, that doesn't mean that your children need to learn about Auschwitz, which is one of the ones that's out there. Um, in an unsupervised uh, right unsupervised situation. yeah definitely there's there's places for all of that for sure but there's certain things you don't really want to be just throwing them into without some discussion well, yeah and allowing them to discover on their own so my husband and I spent some time delving into Disney plus and kind of navigating it but one of the shows that we've actually enjoyed for a few years um, is a show called the incredible Dr. Pole. Dr. Paul, P-O-L-L? P-O-L. P-O-L, okay. He is a, um, he was uh, born in the Netherlands and went to vet school over there and came to the States. He's been practicing in the United States for 30 plus years. He lives up in um, Minnesota and it's just a show that follows him doing different vet things. And he is such an innocent and cute and funny man. And innocent is the only word I can think for him. But he just, he loves what he does. And he loves animals. And he has these other vets that work with him and for him. And it's so much fun. But we've watched it so much. My sons and I are convinced that we could help birth a cow at this point. So it's, <laughs> it's <laughs> you have concerns about watching actual veterinary procedures yeah, but my kids watch it. We love it. My nieces um, are three, seven, and five, and they think Dr. Pole is best. So he's he's safe. And, and I guess that's what I look for a lot is what's safe? What can I put on that I'm not going to have to sit there and go, okay. Yeah. Um, and then Netflix has documentaries like no other. I was shocked. Um, and they have some really good ones. There's one called uh, One Strange Rock, and Will Smith is one of the um, producers for that, and it's absolutely amazing. He It just goes through how fragile our earth is, and at the same time, how miraculous it is, and at the same time, here's how sturdy, you know, and just all the different things that go on on earth. Um, another one that I haven't been able to watch a ton of is Night on Earth, where they've gone out and uh, recorded different um things that have shown them what happens at night with the animals and just different things like that so there's a lot that's out there um that's good but the documentaries tend to be pretty safe they really do try to make it um safe i guess is a really good word there's our planet. Um, now, having said that, there's a bunch of others like the Unabomber. Uh, not appropriate, <laughs> just in case you were curious. Um, there, but there's so many out there, uh, and and there's some that I will watch with my husband, and some that my kids watch, and 
we just, you just have to use your discretion. Um, but if you, if you want to feel like your children are gaining some knowledge as well as entertainment, mm -hmm. that's always great. Mm -hmm. The newest one that we have found that we think is absolutely fantastic is one called babies. And this talks about babies that, um, what happens to them when they're born and what do they learn nature versus nurture and how do their brains operate and all these different things. And it talks about different studies that have been done. Um, one was about breast milk and how does breast milk change depending on if you're having a boy or a girl, how does it change depending on the stress in your life? And they've actually gone through and quantified this. Oh my gosh. Um, another one was um, how babies respond to light and and sound and everything else and my kids are just fascinated like Mom, we don't want to watch this and then when i turn it on like, that's kind of cool <laughs> well and it gives you some talking points too i think that's mm -hmm. really cool to i just i mean i know my kids are getting enough like brain melting information and mm. they're just you know which is fine i do think there's a place for that i'm not saying we don't ever watch star wars again or anything like that because we oh, all wouldn't that need be some awesome if we didn't though <laughs> <laughs> I myself Sorry. definitely need some fantasy in my life for sure. But I think if we're getting so much of that, it's really nice to maybe flip this on in the place of that for a mm -hmm. little while, you know, which I think when it's so easy and we do need a break, I do find myself at certain times in the day, like I just need to turn something on so that I can take a shower uninterrupted or I can... Mm -hmm go do whatever it is that I need to do. I need to go write a, a post for my blog or get on this podcast with you. You know, there's, there's things that I need to do and I can't just be the activities committee for my kids all day long. So well, you know, and, I love that you have these ideas because I think that that gives us a nice break from just feeling like you're in charge of all the things. They have one called salt fat acid, salt fat acid heat. Dangerous to watch after Ooh, I think I need to start watching that oh, show. It's so good. It makes you want to go to Italy and eat after, you know, coronavirus decimates that country. Then they have another one called street food about how street food in Asia is now becoming this gourmet thing. And that also, oh my goodness. Um, I don't do like the, the competition reality shows. Those drive me nuts. Oh, see, and I like the Master oh. Chef. I like that one because I think it's because I'm I'm always such a creative cook. I love to see their presentation. I love to see all that kind of stuff. So I love those kinds of shows. So yeah, those I would rather see what people could do with an hour and a half instead of twenty minutes. So I I don't know. It's I'm glad that there's the variety, but <laughs> yeah, no, I love that too. Um, okay, so should we, do you want to move on to what activities we're doing? What activities are you doing with your kids? I know you guys are doing some good deep cleaning. Oh my gosh. My, okay, so my husband grew up in the military. His father was in the Air Force and they lived on base a lot. So there was white glove cleaning. That, that's oh, the thing. So, yeah. So, and so my husband, I take 20 minutes to clean a bathroom. My husband takes two and a half hours. <laughs> I really wish I was kidding about that. Um, <laughs> we don't clean together. And so one of the things I've been trying to do is to find a nice compromise between his yeah. insanity of cleaning and my, Hey, it looks clean. And I sprayed fabuloso. So it smells clean. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we've been doing some cleaning. I, I have been trying to get the boys to be responsible for their bathroom and just making their beds. Um, 
because I'm not a bed maker. I, you know, ugh, it's just why make it? I'm going to get back into it. But um, they are teenage boys and they stink and their rooms. I don't know <laughs> what happens, but you just even get close and it's like, okay, I'll put the Vicks under my nose because it's like going into a morgue. You just, it's just, oh. <laughs> I don't know if I want the Vicks under my nose because that like opens the passages even Ugh. bigger to get more of the smell in. Ugh. So yeah, I've just been trying to teach them um, how to care for ourselves and, and our house. And, and that's been interesting. And, and we did, we went in and, and purged the bedroom and took the clothes out that were tucked way back into the corner. Yes. Of the no wonder I hadn't seen this. Yeah. Um, but we've also been talking a lot about it. Like, why is this important? Um, prior to the last two years, my husband and I owned our own business and we had a lot more fluid fluidity in our assets. But now we're a one income family and paychecks come every two weeks, but they only come every two weeks. Mm -hmm. So we're living on more of a budget. So my kids are learning um, why we have to take good care of the things that we have. And that's everything from the clothes that we wear to the shoes that we have to the carpet under our feet to our bedding um, because it's not an unlimited resource and that's been a lot of fun and that's part of the cleaning is you're going to clean out the refrigerator because if you don't every time you open it it's going to reek and then that's going to destroy mm -hmm. your appetite so it's mm -hmm. kind of just this let's get from a to z um yeah. and i choose to scrub the toilet of two boys it's disgusting Oh, <laughs> no, I really like how you're explaining all of that because I feel like that that's what I've been trying to do because my, my teenage boys are used to just, this is more like wolfing down all the food. Like they're oh. used to just going in the fridge and guz guzzling a gallon of milk or something or eating a box of cereal in one setting. And so oh, I'm, I'm having these that? conversations. I'm like, <laughs> okay, we need to have a little bit more of a, I don't want like them to be scared. But we need to be a little more of a scarcity mindset that I'm not going to be able to go to the store all the time. Like, and uh -huh. I said, some of these things aren't at the store. You guys, if you eat it, that's it until the store stocks again. And I'm, you know, we're just trying not to go out that much because we don't know if we've been exposed to this virus and we're just staying in for as long as we can. And so that's just been, but on the other hand, I feel like maybe this is a conversation we should be having all the time. This is just providing an opportunity for us to be less wasteful on the things that we're doing. And if you're really hungry, go make a bowl of oatmeal. Don't eat a box of Captain Crunch, you know, go eat something that's going to fill you up. It's cheap. It's, we have tons of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh so, no, my 13 year old could eat a bowl. I mean, he would get one of the big mixing bowls of cereal. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And so I'm like, that's, that's awesome that you took the initiative that you went, you recognized you were hungry. You went and got something to eat. I yes. Said, thank you for feeding yourself. But yes. <laughs> if you're going to have a bowl of cereal, that's so great, but you need to have an apple yes. or you need to have a banana or you need to have something else. And if 10 minutes after all of that, you're still hungry, go ahead and have another bowl of cereal. So it's just kind of, let's introduce something that I'm not going to feel guilty about. Um, yeah. But if they, and they are so hungry, I mean, they're teenage boys, they have a much bigger caloric need than I do because they're all growing, but I'm like, yes, eat a fruit, eat a veg, eat a dairy if you can. And then if you're still hungry, then go ahead and have that. But please don't eat the whole box in one shot because oh. other people want some. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, crazy, guys. I don't know. Maybe it's one thing for them to learn that 
it's gone it's gone and maybe we don't have it for a while maybe that will be the life lessons my dad spent the 80s unemployed and and i don't mean that in a he had a hard time finding a job i mean he spent the decade unemployed he uh he would have a job for three months and then he would either get fired or he would quit it was just this constant battle and so there were just things that we learned how to not have Mm -hmm. Um, I remember that I was, uh, I was swimming in high school and I needed a new swimsuit for practice and swimsuits then speedos were 60, $70 a piece. And that was my birthday present. Mm -hmm. And I remember being so excited because, oh my gosh, I got this new speedo. And I've been thinking a lot about that lately because my kids are like, well, mom, why can't I have the new iPhone? And I'm like, because, um, you don't need it. You Mm -hmm. might want it. But I grew up getting things I needed, the extra mm-hmm. pair of shoes, the, you know, I don't know how many times we would get socks for Christmas and they'd all be oh, wrapped yeah. individually. So it made it look like there was stuff mm-hmm. under the tree. Um, we got underwear. We got, oh. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. who wants underwear for Christmas? But we did, you know? We, yeah. And and you looked forward to it because, you know, hey, I'm going to get new underwear. But- <laughs> Mine is worn out <laughs> from last year. <laughs> But it's teaching our kids the scarcity of resources and they have never experienced this. They've never been in a situation of their lives where all of a sudden resources aren't unlimited and, you know, Amazon's not going to carry everything right now and you can't just go get. And I love it because I think that those are lessons that I wouldn't be able to teach my kids in any other way. Yeah. That is a blessing of all this. Yeah. take, Take care of your resources you know, respect what you have and that, that the entitlement conversations that have been going on for so long, I think this is a great cure to entitlement. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think that's great. Well, and I think the other thing is, you know, maybe there's not a lot in stock at this moment, but there's also a lot of people that are losing a lot of income from all of this, you know, whether they have a small business. I know I'm not doing my piano lessons right now because I don't want, you know, 30 kids in and out of my house during the week, you know, and then they're all touching the piano and like, I mean, it's just a hotbed for, you know, I don't know. I become kind of a hub during piano, which normally is fine. But when it comes to things like this, it could just be dangerous for all those families and for mine. So it's Mm -hmm. not something that's happening right now. So we're just trying to figure out, okay, what can we cut back on that we really don't need to do right now. We're cutting back on gas. That's for sure. Cause my husband's <laughs> not driving to work and I'm not going anywhere. So that's something, you know, like there are some blessings from some of this, but yeah, it's a little tricky. There's just so many different things that we're all maneuvering, I think. Well, and, and so I bought my kids bikes like two Christmases ago because in my brain, every kid should have a bike. Yes. Right. That's really how I grew up too. And I bought myself a bike because I thought, well, if they have bikes, they need uh, an adult to go with them, especially to certain places until they get a little bit more familiar with life in general. Yeah. Because biking is something we can do. Yeah. That you can be with people, but not Mm -hmm. with people. Mm -hmm. So it's great for social distancing. Just don't get too close when you stop at the corner. (laughs) That's right. Well, and and bikes in general just kind of lend themselves to a little bit of distance. So yeah, yeah, I'm looking at all the trails in Allen and the wonderful, we have a wonderful bike park and I'm like, okay, because if I don't wear these boys out, I will kill them. 
I will bury them in the well, backyard. Well, and there is something about being out in nature, I think, and moving your body that's keeping you healthier and that's just keeping your spirits up. I know I shove my kids out the door for a walk every every day because we just need to be outside. The sun's the best disinfectant. Like, there's so many good reasons to be out there. Well, besides they, can, they just, can enjoy the liquid sunshine as well as we've been having. That's <laughs> You, know, you need to go grow go out in the rain um oh, totally totally yeah no if it's raining put on a poncho unless it's really lightning out there you guys need to go out every single day because it's we actually did home pe today that was kind of funny we moved all the couches out which was took a little while because we had so much yucky stuff under our couches that we found all kinds of stuff but um we just pushed you just decide some spring cleaning oh seriously life. No, that was, that was, it was actually one of my kids' jobs because I have, all of them have a mom's choice chore on their chart. And so I'm like, okay, your mom's choice is cleaning under all these couches. But we pushed them all around and I turned on Michael Jackson. And so I'm having like some 80s moments and the kids are running around in circles to beat it in a big circle around the living room. <laughs> we did push-ups and my boys were being really lazy about it. So we grabbed my husband on a work break and we're like, come here, come show the kids how to do some form of a push-up. And you know, so he's doing it. So then all the kids are getting into it and we just, you know, tried to have it fun. My three-year-old thought it was the best thing in the whole world that we were all just running around in circles in the living room. He thought it was the best. Yeah. But it was great. We all got a sweat. And then when we were done, I'd gone, I'd gone for my walk in the morning because I wanted some time alone, but <laughs> my husband had a work, it was like his lunch break and he's like, okay, I'm going for a walk. I'm like, great. They're all going with you. So I can have a shower in peace. And so anyway, but it was good. And I think that there is something to, if, if you do have a spouse that is also working from home, tag teaming different times when the other person can do kids. So you can have a little sanity. I think it's, it's something it's I hadn't really thought about, but something that I realized today that we are really going to need to implement a lot more. Yeah. One way or another, whether it's you taking a shower alone in the dark, which sometimes is all we need, yes. or just looking at your husband or your partner and saying, they're yours. Mm -hmm. I shall not return for one hour. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> even if it's sitting on the porch, I did some porch sitting this week. <laughs> and it was funny because the kids were knocking on the door the opposite direction. Can we come out yet? And I'm like, no, nope, I'm still on the porch. <laughs> Well, and we've even learned, and, and this is so dorky, but we have, um, they just have learned some, some, some cue words of leave us alone. Mm -hmm. And, and it's even sometimes just looking at them and going, you guys really like to have the time that you do things. And this is something I need for the time that I like to do some yeah. things. And even if it's just being left alone, I really, really, really need your guys' help with that. And as soon as you say, I need your help, your kids yeah. tend to be, yeah. you know, please help me not, you know, please help me not lose my mind. And, yeah. and it just becomes more of a communication and less of a get away from me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, are you realizing that I'm realizing with my kids, they need their alone time too. Mm -hmm. And so we're really setting up our afternoons because otherwise I don't know how my babies are going to nap because they still like my three-year-old and sometimes my five-year-old still takes a nap too. And even if she doesn't nap, she needs quiet time every day. Mm -hmm. And if I don't have everybody else quiet, then no one can nap. And then it's just 
bad around here. So I started implementing a thing where everybody goes to a different, we don't have a bedroom for everybody in our family because we have seven kids and it's, I mean, (laughs) we're not like that luxurious in our lives, but we do have a space in the house that everybody could go to a different space, whether that be, you know, some of them go to their bedrooms, one of them goes to the piano studio, one of them goes on the living room couch you know we have all these different you know I go to my closet (laughs) and that's where I am right now my husband's working in the bedroom so we all have a different place where we can just have quiet time and I try to do that for one to two hours a day and I say go work on whatever learning thing you want or go write a story or do your Legos or whatever thing you need to do but it needs to be something where you're not talking to anybody else and you can just be with yourself And that has just given us all some sanity, not just me, but even the kids, like being in a house with nine people all the time is kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, and, and one of the things that we've learned to do with Eli's diabetes that has translated to all areas of our lives is feeling that it's okay to whine. You can't whine for hours and wallow. Right. It's okay to go, you know what, this absolutely stinks and I hate it and wreck. So we will, we'll have our, we'll have our moments of get it out, voice it, then move on. If you can, if you can acknowledge that it's there and say, you know what, it's not fair. It stinks. There's nothing right about this. Everything is, everything's been turned upside down and it's just not fair. And I've just learned to go, you know what? You're right. It's not fair. This stinks. This isn't good. This isn't the way it should be. We, you know, we shouldn't have to deal with this stuff, but we do. Mm-hmm. And so once you can acknowledge that, you know what, you don't want to take your break today. Well, I'm sorry. I know you might not think it's fair, but it's not fair that you would subject your anger or frustration or boredness on everybody else. So yeah. we're going to do this so that we can all be more kind to each other. And that yes. makes it more fair. Yeah. So. And honestly, yeah. I need a break from the fighting. And that's sometimes the oh. only way to keep them from fighting is to just not let them even talk to each other. Which is why my boys are both in their room right now. <laughs> but I'm going to talk with Hillary. You guys have got to go to your rooms because I can't have any background noise. Okay. You'll let oh. us know when we can come out, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. In like three <laughs> hours. We're going to talk for a long time. <laughs> okay. So what are your things that you like to do when you're trying to have your alone time? And well, do you I, like have a special time of day or do you take different breaks during the day or are you still figuring it out? Like I'm still trying to figure oh, it out. <laughs> I wish I could say that, Oh yeah, I have this wonderful schedule schedules and I don't get along. Um, and again, being a night person, it's, it's rough. So <laughs> this is terrible. I worked last night. Um, we're still cleaning up stuff from our business. It's going to take me the rest of my natural life. I'm convinced. And we downsized our home by half. And so I'm still working through the papers and things that you keep in life, but I'm scanning them. So I came upstairs last night at 10 o'clock and I have my headset and I have my Netflix and I put Netflix on in the background because it blocks all other noise. Mm -hmm. And I just sit in front of my computer and I scan things and I find projects that need a phone call made or, Hey, I just need to send this email and tie a bow on that. And that's done. So I do a lot of that. And when I don't do that, I'm crocheting or I am sewing. Yeah. So, so those, you're, you're a hands busy person. That's what gives you some good downtime. The other thing that I like is to sleep in in the morning. Mm-hmm. If my kids can give me that opportunity, they know that if I can wake up on my own, I am a much 
happier mom. I'm a Which much- is kind of one of the beauties about not being in school, isn't it? Yes. Sleeping. I've been yes. loving that. Even though my three-year-old wakes us up really early, I can still roll over and go back to sleep and I don't have to get up and get everybody ready and go out the door. And that's been amazing. I've really liked that. I usually only try to have one or two things going at a time and then just making sure that I feel some accomplishment in what I do. Yeah. For me, that's really key. I need to be able to look at a pile of paper and go, ha ha ha, you're in my thread box now. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, adding two rows to the blanket I'm making or picking a new pattern for a quilt I'm going to make. So if I have that sense of accomplishment, then that provides all the sanity that I need. So then you can feel like you can give back to your family because you feel like you have done something for you. I love that. And and I don't even know that it's giving back to my family. It's just not being um, angry and frustrated and Mm -hmm. short and terse. So, which I feel like is giving back to my family when I'm not (laughs) shoving all of that. I feel like I can be a, a good me and not a mean me. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so what are you doing? Do you have any ideas for social distancing? So we, so we said bike riding. We talked like 10 feet away on the porch. What are, what are some other things that you're, you have ideas? Okay. I so, know you have Pokemon Go. Yes, my kids got me into Pokemon Go. And it's, I'm really embarrassed, but at the same time, it's a lot of fun. Um, I play all the time. And what, for those of you that don't know, it's you go around, you catch these little creatures, and there are, Pokey stops, which is where you can go spin a wheel and it will give you um, the balls that you need to catch the little creatures. It'll give you different items that you need to play the game, but it doesn't matter when you start, it's always there. And you can drive around and catch all these things. But in order to hatch an egg where you get to hatch a Pokemon instead of catch it, you have to walk. Um, and there's different distances you have to walk. Well, there is a uh, shopping center nearby uh, that has like 15 Pokestops. And they're all just in this great big huge circle. So you can walk the circle. And so I'm going to get together a group of people and be like, we're going pokey hunting. Because you don't have to touch each other. You don't have to breathe on each other. But you could be like, dude, dude, look what I found. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a great idea. Especially when you want so, your kids to get out in the air. You're getting some exercise, but then you're also social distancing. You can be with people, but not like next to with each other people. in a movie yeah. theater or something or, you know, which we all yeah. love to go to, but maybe just wait a little bit and we can start doing that again. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've given up on the movie theaters a long time ago. I just, I've, I've turned into a germ freak because I've gotten older. <laughs> well, <laughs> this is right up your alley then. You're all set. <laughs> just like really and we went to six flags last week and so of course I'm like that was a good example of social distancing but everything we touched I was just like I cannot wait to get home and get a shower and I was hand sanitizing my kids like crazy and I just thought this is gross (laughs) you know that's I think that's but what's been kind of crazy at least in our area in Texas is that all of this kind of started to ramp up for us during spring break so we were already kind of out doing things like we were in new orleans we were riding the trolley when all of a sudden we were getting all this emails and texts that everything was shutting down at home and my sister my daughter's getting sent home from byu because they're closing the school i mean and all this stuff and so we're like oh my gosh we're on a public trolley right now this is insane (laughs) you know and (laughs) so 
were, you know, it, luckily we were going home the next day. So it wasn't like we had this big long trip planned out that we either needed to leave from or that we just felt gross on the whole time. That was fine. But it just really was such a surreal experience. And then to come home from that trip and just stopping by to grab some milk and everything just gone at the grocery store and lines all over the store. I mean, just, it was just really kind of crazy to come from this normal life family vacation into just insanity. And so I think all of us that were kind of in the amusement parks or on the trolley or wherever we were at are kind of like, okay, yeah, maybe we need to be a little bit better about staying home. So that's, I think, why for you and I, Wendy, we're feeling even a little more about, yeah, let's just kind of stick around at home for a while because we just don't know if any of these symptoms are going to present themselves. And because we've been in such a public atmosphere in the last week. Absolutely. And, and it's not only that, it's just, I, I don't want to be around the general public, um, for a lot of other reasons. I remember watching men in black years ago and Will Smith says, why don't you just tell people they're smart? They'd be okay. And Tommy Lee Jones says a person is smart. People are panicky, stupid, and irrational. And that's kind of where I feel we're at. That yeah, as a person, that's totally our, our area is like that a lot right now. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, I can be around a person. I can go, you know, do things outside, maintain that safe circle with people I know, mm-hmm. but I don't want to be in a place where there are people. Yeah. Um, if for no other reason, then I'm already cynical and old and I've seen too much for my own good. I don't need my kids to get there at 11 and 13. I want them to still think that people are good and fun and interesting to be around and provide great hours of entertainment to just watch. But right now, people as a whole have lost their minds. So yeah, it's, my biggest concern is just, I don't want my children to come out of this experience jaded and thinking that, hey, the whole world is just gone and it's every man for himself <laughs> and we've yeah. got to just, you know, take care of us. I don't want that. Mm-hmm. So it, just trying to strike that balance and keep the people away. Um, the, you know, generalized panic, oh, which I don't understand. And I don't want my kids to feel that. I don't want them to go into the store and go, oh my gosh, there's no toilet paper. I want my kids to go in the store and go, holy crap, look at all that. Right. The idiot's right. body. <laughs> Right. Well, and I, I love that about you because I think that the way we spin it to our kids or the way that they're going to receive it too. I think that that responsibility kind of feels a little heavy on our shoulders sometimes, but I think it's also our kids came to us for a reason and we know what our kids need. You know, some kids mm-hmm. need a little scare in their life. <laughs> some of them need a little fear for a while, but most of the time, I think that that's not a way to, to approach it at all, approaching it with a little humor, just a little bit of shock and awe, you know, whatever we're, we're doing, you know, this is a very unique time that we're in. This is quite an experience, you know, look at this. This is amazing. You're living through this. This is something that you're going to talk to your kids about someday. You know, Mm -hmm. that's really cool that you're (laughs) totally spinning it into being fun and being more of an experience than being something that you're afraid of. I really like that make it a story that they can laugh about and make other people laugh. And that is probably the biggest thing I want to give my kids is let's find a way to turn this into a story. Let's, let's make sure that this is something other people want to hear. Not just, you gotta have fun. If you can't laugh, 
you can't enjoy even the stupidest moments. Um, and you've got to, if you don't find that bright, it really can become dark and dreary and terrifying and um, put your head in the sand and no longer be aware of anything that's going on around you. So I guess that's my biggest thing is just laugh about it. Mm -hmm. And it's not a very laughable situation right now, but you can find the laugh in this. Yeah. You can, you can poke fun at the people who have been waiting in line for toilet paper. It's toilet paper. <laughs> and it is crazy. Well, and I love all the memes about the toilet paper that have been coming through. I mean, there's just been so many things that have been so nice to just lighten things up when things yeah. are crazy. And I think it's a lot of this. It's just that we're in the unknown, right? Oh, it's yeah. not, it's not nearly as scary. The sickness, I mean, the sickness is scary for people that have you know, predispositions to these kinds of respiratory illnesses and things. That is scary. But I think what most people are scared about is that it's uncharted territory. And mm -hmm. that is what's scary for people. It's not knowing is, are the foods going to run out at the grocery store? It's not knowing, am I going to have enough toilet paper for, you know, when I'm eating nothing but rice and beans <laughs> or whatever. But, you know, it's, I think that we're all going to be okay. And that's the biggest reason I wanted to talk to you today on this podcast is because I love your outlook and your, just your different ideas that you have in all these areas and that you're trying to do things in different areas to kind of keep your family going. And I really think that's awesome. Well, you know, you could give up and I refuse to, and you could give in, which I will never do, or you can just get <laughs> up, put on your big girl panties and find a way to make it fun. Um, Us stubborn folk are going to be the ones that make it through. <laughs> oh, bless your heart. <laughs> and so I was, I was thinking earlier, hey, I need to go get one of those camping chairs so that when I go to <laughs> check on people, hey, let's on. have a seat. We'll just sit on the porch. And of course, in Texas right now, because of the rain, we need mosquito spray. So I might put that in my pocket too. <laughs> maybe bring your poncho, maybe. Yeah. Well, you know, I have one of those huge Ikea umbrellas. <laughs> you and 19 of your closest friends could be under, but just, just finding those moments. And those are the things that are going to carry you through. It's not, when is this going to end? How are we going to get through this? Anything. It's like, I need to do something to brighten my day. So who else can I help along the way? And yeah. just go with it. Just don't worry about this. Oh my gosh. It's, it's worry about, Hey, I know my kids are home today. We don't know how long it's going to last. I don't care how long it's going to last. Here's some things I'm going to do to improve, help them improve themselves. Here's some things I'm going to do to improve myself, but I still need to better the world around me. And I refuse to let anything get in the way of that. So do you want to hear one thing we're doing at night? Oh, I'd love to. Brighten things up. Okay. So because I know my kids need to look forward to something every day because it's that I think that's kind of the hard thing about this is that you know you're not looking forward to that dance competition that's coming up you're not looking forward to that basketball game or whatever it is so we put a schedule together just for the week because I'm kind of going week by week I don't know what we're going to be how long this is going to be going on right yeah but so every night this week we have a different thing going like we started it on was it Saturday that was Pi Day I think that was Saturday, right? Oh. That's the other thing is my days are all blended together, right? So we had yeah. pie day and we we had chicken pot pie and that was like the exciting thing is that we were going to have pie day that day and we, we talked about pie day for a minute. Last night was family history day. So we were going to have family history day and everybody had to go research something about 
a family member or share a family story or write in their journal, something to do with some kind of thing like that. Um, uh, later on this week, we're going to have a Lego Masters Championship mm -hmm. with our kids. So they're going to be building Legos through the week and then they're going to show their things. We're going to do an art show one night where they're, you know, they've been coloring and painting up the wazoo, you know, at home. So we're going to display all their things and hand out candy bar prizes for the artwork, you know, and I mean, simple things. These are not things that take a lot of time. They're just something that we put on the wipey board that's happening on Friday night. We're having a dance recital where Hallie and Mia are going to dress up in their ballet outfits and I'm going to do their makeup and hair and they're going to spin around for a few minutes, you know, like, I mean, it's the simplest little thing, but they're so excited about it. We're having a feats of strength on Wednesday night. We're going to do arm wrestling and push-ups. And, you know, this is like, you know, because we had to find something different for everybody. So this is my teenage boys. And my one son this morning was like, can we do the feats of strength right now? And I'm like, nope, we got to wait. We got to do it Wednesday night, you know, so in a way it's kind of helping me to put some of those things off that they all want to do all at once at the same time. It's like, oh, you want to do that? Oh, we can do it. Wednesday night, you know, so it's, it's keeping me from being pulled in 20 directions. But on the other hand, it gives us something to really look forward to, even if it's something stupid or simple. Well, and the technology aids us in that. My entire family is on the West Coast and we just have these fabulous threads that go on and it's, it's so much fun for us. But my mom sends pictures of the sunset she went to go see at the, at the Oregon coast and it's just, you know, that is really cool. And I'd love yeah. that it's a way that you can all stay interconnected. Even though you might all be quarantined in your own homes, you're sharing in that together. And I think that's really special. Oh, Wendy, I could talk to you. Seriously, I could talk to you for hours. I wish that I could air this for forever, but I just really <laughs> appreciate you so much coming on. This really, I think, is a topic that we're all just trying to figure out right now. So I'm glad that you'd spend some time giving us your thoughts and well, ideas. thank you for asking for my thoughts. I usually keep them bottled up. So. <laughs> hey, anytime you let them out, we got, we got a great platform for letting out all those thoughts right here. <laughs> okay, so let's do a little rapid fire recipe ideas. While we're here just wrapping up, I thought I would just shout out a whole bunch of things that we're making from our pantry and our freezer. This is also on our Pinterest board. If you go to Helping of Happiness on Pinterest, on the Helping of Happiness pin board, you can link up to the spot where there's all these recipes in one spot. So here we go. I'm just gonna say them out really quick. And if any of these are sounding tasty to you, please go over there. So it's pinterest.com backslash Helping of Happiness. Okay, here we go, ready? Cranberry pecan sweet potato bowls, apple spice bread with a maple glaze, pumpkin chocolate chip muffins, blackberry lemon steel cut oats, uh, red beef chili, chicken noodle soup, Hawaiian haystacks, chicken pot pie, vegan veggie stir fry, almond chicken stir fry, homemade hummus, cornbread, dinner rolls, s'more snacks, cranberry pork loin, pumpkin cookies, pretzel rolls, and baked barbecue pork ribs. So those recipes, all of those are based off of things that you can have in your pantry and your fridge. There are a few fresh ingredients that are optional on there or some substitutes that you can look for as well if you don't have them in your pantry. So I hope that those are helpful and I hope you guys are staying safe and healthy and I hope that you'll tell me what you're doing. I need lots and lots more ideas for food 
and activities and how you're staying sane, please email me at H-I-L-L at helpingofhappiness.com. That's hill at helpingofhappiness.com. And we're all across social media at Helping of Happiness, so we'd love to hear from you there, especially on Instagram and Pinterest. So have a great day.